The following is brought to you with no commercial interruptions. Listen And where are you? I'm in Tucson, Arizona. Tucson. Okay, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, so you get to everybody's coming back to your time. Yeah. <laughs> you never left. Yeah, exactly. Ah, oh, so lucky. That's like the only thing I miss about living in Arizona. Yeah, the no daylight savings is great. Yeah. I prefer being on Pacific time uh, rather than mountain time, I think. so Because all the TV shows change and then you're like, ah, oh, come on. Yeah, yeah, there's a little of that. It, really, it's mainly for like football season because it's just like, oh, man, you know, Sunday night football starts at like 520. Then the mm-hmm. game's over. And I still have part of my night left after that. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Season 1, Episode 13 of the Better Band Podcast, hosted by Brandon Palomo, an all-encompassing trip through the Pearl Jam catalog. Each episode, my guest and I go track by track through every album, soundtrack, and single to discover why you simply can't find a better band. This is Brandon, and today we're talking about the song Breath uh, with Dave Chinaki. Am I right? You are right. That is that is very good pronunciation. Not many people get it right, so bravo. Well, we also, I asked you. You, you, you asked me, but even a lot of people ask me, and a lot of people still don't get it right, so feel good. Yeah, my, my last name is Palomo, and I get all the time, it's like, uh, Palermo? Paloma? <laughs> it's like, uh, no, what, whatever. Yeah. Um, so we're talking about Breath from the singles soundtrack. And uh, the first one of the first questions I always ask uh, my guests here is, uh, Dave, when did you first hear of Pearl Jam? When did I first hear of Pearl Jam? Um, probably it would have been early 90s, right around the time 10 came out. I remember spending summers um watching mtv when they still played music videos and um just digesting all the new music that was coming out and in that era and i have vague memories of seeing like the even flow and alive videos on mtv but obviously when uh jeremy broke um that video was unesca- uh inescapable and uh that's really when i first heard about them and uh started to recognize them and uh kind of dig them but it wasn't really until let's see when 10 came out i was i was i was 10 when 10 came out and it's nice symmetry there (laughs) and uh it wasn't until a few years later around the time vitology came out that i really um started uh to get into them i had a buddy uh, in grade school who was into them and just kind of like, yeah, to check these guys out. And I'm like, Oh, I know of Pearl jam. And, and yeah, I knew daughter. I knew Jeremy alive, even flow. And then just kind of bought vitology and then worked my way back versus then 10 and, uh, have not looked back since it's been all Pearl jam all the time for me since then. So I have to give a, give a special shout out to Steve Fagoni for, um, getting me into them and, um, yeah, it 
it's they've been my favorite band ever since did they have that uh radio station back then it's the oh what it's some like independent station i think like 98 one or something like that or man i can't remember i i i, I remember when i was uh when i was living there but it's probably uh, everything's changing especially with radio and stuff huh? yeah everything changed. i was i was actually i've moved around i've been in tucson in arizona for 12 years a little over 12 years now and originally come oh, from okay. the midwest um when 10 came out when 10 came out i was living in colorado so i can i can still picture our tv in our living room in that house and stuff and watching mtv in there and then uh, my uh parents are in kansas city and that's okay. where i did a good chunk of my growing up as well so, um, that, you know, in Kansas city is when, you know, I really started to get into them and, um, you know, they had a good rock station at the time that would play them and all the great nineties stuff. So now was it Kansas city, Kansas or Kansas city, Missouri, Kansas? Yes. Oh, okay. they, a Kansas suburb, Overland park, Kansas. So on the, uh, on the West side, on the West side of, of Kansas city. Yep. Yeah. I just, uh, uh, my, uh, release episode, I talked to uh, somebody who's in uh, Kansas there, so oh, you've, cool. uh, you've cool. no doubt uh, heard that episode, but in some time travely way by now, right? Yeah, and so yes, oh, yes, yeah. yes, I have absolutely. It was great, yes, brilliant. Because all of this is done uh, as we're uh, as we're going, not ahead of time or in, yeah, in, absolutely. in exact order, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Yep. Exactly. Uh, so, have you have you seen the 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 movie singles? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I I sought it out. You know, like I was saying, I I kind of went backwards. You know, starting with Vitology, then Versus, then Ten, and then became super obsessed with like I need I need to see and hear everything. And yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the internet was is still in its infancy at that time um uh early to mid 90s and so somehow some way you know i i found out about this movie called singles and that had the soundtrack and i think um i put the single soundtrack on uh, my christmas wish list uh whatever year that was 94 95 mm -hmm. and um got it uh santa came through so um I, uh, uh, you know, saw other couple Pearl Jam songs on there and, and then eventually got around to, you know, renting the movie, um, and checking it out. So, and, you know, I just, I ate it all up, uh, soaked it all up, you know, with the fact that, uh, Eddie and Jeff and the guys are in the movie and, you know, uh, the songs on the soundtrack. So, Yep. Definitely see. I have the DVD sitting on a shelf somewhere here Did, as well. So okay, have you revisited it at all lately, or um, <laughs> you don't want to fool with the? Uh, the no, with the no. I actually was a. Uh, it was earlier this year, or was it last year? I um, sometime in the last year um, since they re-released uh, the soundtrack on vinyl. Mm -hmm. I picked that up uh, to have in my collection and. I want to say it was earlier this year. I think my wife was out of town and I put the kid to bed and popped in singles to watch. I was like, it had been forever, but popped it in to watch it. And it was, it was a fun trip down memory lane and brought back all sorts of 
moods and feelings just of different times in life you know the 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 vinyl for that it was just the original albums on vinyl and then did it have the cd of the second disc of the of the demos and uh alternate takes and yeah other stuff yep Mm -hmm. yeah i was i was uh debating with myself it's like ah do i want to get that it's like uh, i don't know it's kind of I already have the original CD and it's really just the second one I'm looking for. And if I get right. the final, then I got the final. Ah, I'll just get the CD. Yeah, I uh it was one of those that I was I I don't often debate that kind of thing because it's like I, I'm very <laughs> much a collector, so I want to have everything. I'm a completist. So yeah. if I don't have the single sound, I have everything else by uh, that Pearl Jam has done and side projects and all that stuff on vinyl. Like I need the single soundtrack on vinyl as well to be a completist to have it you're pot committed now so yeah exactly exactly the demos of the song uh, did you listen to those yes uh yeah i'm familiar i hadn't always been familiar with the the gossman demos um and i don't know sometime past year or two i i happened upon them i was like oh these are these are pretty cool um and then there's the the original take from the 10 sessions that's on mm-hmm. um the expanded version of 10 as well so yeah yeah i'm, f- I'm familiar familiar with both of those i prefer the gossman demo of breath or doobie if we <laughs> want to refer to it as that um then i do the version that's on the the 10 redux mm-hmm. um so it the the one on the Redux to me just it seems to lack some energy that's in the final version or even in that initial demo. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if the what exactly um, plays into that, but it just it seems a little bit just slightly too slow and just lacks a little little bit of energy um, that I'm used to from the song or know and love from the song. Yeah, with those with the Gossman demos, I believe those are the ones that they recorded with uh, Matt Cameron right on the drums so i think that's that's probably why it might be a little bit more lively than the uh, right than the uh than heaven yeah dave k on there yeah and then obviously the singles version has dave a on yeah. it and we all know how much power he's got so yeah that, I, I think the the official studio version is the uh the superior one and i, I was i was surprised though that they that they yeah had the do do do's in the demo i would think that that's something that uh uh, uh eddie would have come up with right because he does the yeah. lyrics and all the singing and everything right um and and those do kind of mimic that lead line in yeah. there so and you can i listened to it again a couple times over the last week or two knowing i was going to uh do this podcast and listen to it again tonight before we started and um, it was one of those I had to like stop and think. I was like, "Am I just hearing them because I I know that they're eventually there and they're not there, or yeah. are they actually there?" And I was like, "No, actually, they're they are a little bit in there." And it amazes me too in the in the Gossman demo that how I mean it really is a fully formed song. I think they only do one verse before they go to the chorus and then into that yeah. bridge. But I mean, it really is a fully formed song. It's all, it's really really close to what we know the song to be which isn't always the case with demos so yeah, yeah. Uh, that's pretty cool too yeah i think with the uh with the black demo too um that stone originally did had the uh the do 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 do's at the uh at the end too which you know i thought that you know eddie would have come up with that too but that was already that was yeah. already there yeah 
So it's almost like maybe we, maybe we credit Mike with those parts and those songs since they're kind of the lead lines. Maybe he's more responsible yeah. for that, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, now, when this song came out with the single soundtrack, there's no lyrics to the song. So what did mm-hmm. you sort of think that the song was about or like what did it mean to you before the internet came along and we were able to to figure this stuff out yeah i i mean i think generally speaking you kind of get the vibe um from the song that it it has a you know it's about you know kind of encourage you to make more of your life to kind of step out of your comfort zone to kind of um uh you know get out of a situation that you maybe you don't want to be in or, you know, anything kind of around uh, that. And I guess that that's kind of um, what it's always meant to me for, uh, for the most part. Um, I, I will say, I think regardless of like the lyrics that I could understand back at the time, and then just like the feel of the music, I think it's a much, it's a much brighter song. Um, than a lot of the stuff that did end up on 10. Um, it has a more uh, kind of uplifting feel to mm-hmm. it, more major instead of minor, that kind of thing that it um, that pairs well with those lyrics um, and also makes me go, oh, I totally see why this kind of really didn't fit on 10 because it doesn't necessarily, it's, a, it's a, one of my favorite Pearl Jam songs, but you, know, you look at the collection of songs that they're working on at the time, it doesn't necessarily fit with, that you know the feel of the rest of them so but but yeah it's uh i this definitely has i'm trying to think what i thought some of the lyrics were as as i'm looking at them here as we talk i know me and me and a buddy debated like uh we definitely didn't hear oh reach the door um in in the chorus there was, there was something to the effect of glories the door or something there's something absurd like that um that that when you kind of finally like oh wow i've been singing that wrong for like 15 years <laughs> you know <laughs> um but um i guess that line could maybe kind of fit into the theme of the song um i know it's 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 hard when you're kind of had your own lyrics in your head and stuff and then you find out it's like oh it's really saying that and then yeah you go back and you can't switch that in your brain it's just been so right. long of yeah so it's like oh it's, it's in, like ingrained into, into you yeah it's like oh he's saying uh day in da- day out oh you knew weighed in okay that makes yeah. much that makes about as much sense as uh accumulating right <laughs> <laughs> Or the, what is it? Everything has changed. Absolutely nothing's changed. Oh, yeah. Everything has changed. Absolutely, you know. Well, that could be, you know, either or. That's like left up for interpretation. Yeah. 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 They they both, yeah, they both work. Yeah. (laughs) But the official lyrics on the website, right? (laughs) Even that, I'm not sure, you know, Eddie sung so many of these songs so many different ways over the years. Yeah. I I I think that they were saying that this was left off of the album mainly just because it's kind of like a you know it's just mid-tempo and they i think have a real problem with having just sort of like mid-tempo songs and it's like ah we got a lot of these and we want we need the album to kind of like go up and down and we can't just have it be very steady just in the middle for the whole way through yeah 
Right. It, and ultimately, I'm grateful for the fact that it didn't make 10. Yeah. Because after hearing, you know, that early studio version um, from the 10 Redux that it, you know, it, I don't think I would have the connection or the appreciation or the love of the song if that's the version that had come out, you know. Uh, like how many times have you seen them live? I've seen Pearl Jam. I just saw them for the 10th time in Seattle in august so oh, hey now. yeah have you ever seen them play this song live? uh finally got to it's been one of my white whales for well pretty much forever because i as soon as i heard this song this is the first time i popped in the single soundtrack i was like this is amazing <laughs> so automatically one of my favorite pearl jam songs and it has eluded me for 20 some odd years until august 8th 2018 when uh standing in safeco field and they came out for the first encore some played a couple songs and eddie said something to the effect of you know we we see a lot of signs out there we're going to try and get to as many of them as possible and he was like this is for someone uh right over there and we were in the ga pit and he pointed just uh my right Mm -hmm. and i turned and looked over and the sign said a breath and a scream and i uh probably not so quietly started freaking out like, Oh my God, am I finally <laughs> going to hear breath live? You know? Um, and yeah, they went right into it and it was everything I ever had hoped it, it would be. It was and There were a lot of really magical things about that trip. First time to Seattle um, and seeing them and uh, there is like a culmination of my fandom of Pearl Jam the you know two or three days we spent in mm-hmm. seattle but to be able to see them finally see them play breath uh that night was definitely ton- part of the icing on the cake for sure uh it was awesome it's always just a I, I don't know it just feels like fireworks going off when there's like a like a sort of b-side or not that well-known song that you know you're just like hoping it gets played when it's uh you know, it's kind of like, oh, unless it's like Yellow Leadbetter, it's like, oh, well, of course they're going to play that. or Exactly. And it was funny. Just, yeah, I mean, Pearl Jam fans are always great and great to each other. And, you know, we made tons of friends in the merch line the day before the show and in the line, GA line waiting to get in the day of the show and all that stuff. And so, you know, you're asking each other questions. Oh, is there anything you, you really want to hear? Or how many times have you seen them? Where are you from? You know, all that, all that mm-hmm. stuff. How'd you get into them? And, uh, it was funny. The number of people, you know, asked, Oh, so well, is there anything you want to hear? I'm like, well, my top two white whales are breath and crown of thorns. I was like, if I can get both or one of them or whatever, I was like, you know, um, that'll be it for me. And, uh, yeah, one person was like breath. He was like, I've heard breath like a dozen times. I'm like, I hate you. <laughs> like, that's not fair that you've heard breath like 12 times. That's not cool. You know? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm on the page of where it has the, uh, you know, the lyrics and everything. And it says, uh, like how many times they've played it and stuff like that. And, you know, it's like, Oh, it's the second one down. It's like, Oh, that Seattle show that you just mentioned. It's like, yeah. Oh, Hey, yeah. I just got to look down. It's like, Oh, you heard breath at that show. Huh? Yep. Yeah. Yep. The second most recent time was played. So you think about, I mean, they've only played it 80, according to the page, they've only played it 85 times with as many shows as Pearl Jam has done. Yeah. That seems, that seems pretty low. Um, But I understand that there are other songs that you got to get in. 
how do you think this uh this compares to uh their other songs in their uh in their catalog like if you were to rate this uh, uh five, out of five stars uh five stars yeah gosh it's pretty darn close to a five for me um like i said i've always loved the song and i think oh as i was saying a little bit before just about the feel and it has a little more uh uplifting um energy to it even though it's a you know a more of a mid-tempo as opposed to like a super fast hard rocking song it just has this kind of feel and vibe to it that mm-hmm. i don't think we necessarily get from tons of pearl jam songs and so it kind of sticks out to me in that way um that makes it a little more unique and i mean both this and state of love and trust i mean you listen to those two songs on single soundtrack and you're it's amazing one how good both of the songs are and it's like and they're not in like any proper album, but like, that's how good this band is. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. You know, their B sides and these songs that are left over, you know, are still that good. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I honestly, I'd probably give it a solid five um, just cause I love the song <laughs> that much. <laughs> yeah. I think just because like they're out on their own in the single soundtrack that this and state of love and trust for me, like always kind of, go together mm-hmm. and oh absolutely was, yeah was it this year or the year before where they no it had to have been this year where the uh the black friday or not black friday the record store day they released that as a uh as a single together yeah that was that was right before the single soundtrack came oh, out so that was last year yeah. Then, right? yeah 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 that was one of the things i got up early and went and stood in line for you know it's got it got to grab that yeah you know, the <laughs> completest in me right for my my vinyl collection is there uh do you have a couple good record stores there or just one or there's one there's one main one uh zia records is the oh, main yeah, one yeah. yeah they have them in phoenix there's um uh one in vegas as well they used to have two locations here and uh they closed one of them down so there's just one but uh it that's that's typically where i go if i'm out and about and want to get something new and i always love perusing through the the used vinyl last time i was there there was a random copy of stone's Moonlander sitting in the oh, wow. in the used it newly arrived used vinyl i'm like well thank you whoever pearl jam <laughs> fan who decided to throw this in there because i'm going <laughs> home with it so yeah because those are the only people that bought them right so. exactly yeah um so yeah it's 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 nice to have there there are a couple other shops uh in town that more have popped up some smaller shops but um mz is still where you can be guaranteed mm-hmm. to get get what you want and especially on black friday so or the regular record store day i always have to work on oh. black friday so I, <laughs> fun fun i can't, fun. I can't uh, <laughs> yeah but I, I don't work retail anymore though so it's before i weed it off yeah these these songs always have like a those two songs always have like a connection and that's like the the youngin the the just part of me that wants to rock is kind of like ah oh, you know state of love and trust is the better song but then there's like the part of me that's kind of like the sort of emotional sort of kind of kind of like oh you know the song's like more intricate and you know it's got arpeggiated you know guitar line and stuff like that which makes it sound more complicated it's like ah oh, but breath is like the better song but i think i like state of love and trust more but it's always like a a, a fight within me yo Oh yeah, I, I I totally understand that. I mean, they're both great songs um, in their own right, and it's almost unfair to both of them that you know you they're both on the same uh, 
you know, soundtrack to where you, you kind of feel like you have to compare them and choose yeah. which one's the better one. Um, but they're, I mean, they're both great. Like I said, I have, I have so much love for breath, um, which, you know, just made me super stoked that I got chose to talk about it for this podcast. Uh, yeah, I mean, there ain't nothing wrong with state of love and trust either. So it's pretty, I will, I will say this. So back to my Seattle trip, um, it was really cool. My wife and I toured London bridge studios Mm -hmm. where 10 was recorded and, and uh with a bunch of other we just signed up for the tour and it was pretty much all pearl jam fans because the shows were going on uh you know probably about 15 or 20 of us and the last time that they recorded there was for the single soundtrack so breath and state of love and trust were the last two songs um that pearl jam actually recorded there so it was it was very cool going in there and seeing uh, the building and the recording space, which is exactly the same as it was back then uh, with a very few minor uh, adjustments in the lobby. Um, But you have to walk, there's the main recording space and then you walk through the vocal booth to get to like the piano room and that piano that's in that room is the you know the piano that black was that's on black. And then you have, then you walk through the, Boot, the vocal booth again oh, to go wow. through where the mixing board and the recording council is and everything and they had um all the stems of jeremy uh loaded up into the board and so they were they basically mixed jeremy in front in front of us uh, the tour yeah i, I mean it is it one of those things that like hit me cool. like a ton of a ton of bricks when because they just walked through that vocal uh booth and then they bring up eddie's vocals you know and you just hear the raw uh unaffected vocals and just like yeah i was just in that room you know where where this happened and it, that, that was very very cool to be able to do that tour they didn't have all the reverb on it that they uh <laughs> yeah and they, they brought up like some acoustic guitar and some other stuff they're like this is stuff that just fills out the track that you can hardly even hear in it so it was really yeah. cool to hear some of those other tracks that you never really even notice in the song that you kind of maybe know are there um but you, but you don't really hear and um, they had some cool pictures up uh, from the ten recording sessions and stuff. There's a lot of history in that uh, room. Yeah. A lot of great music was recorded there, so it's cool that it's still active and that they're doing the tours and stuff. So yeah, you're lo- you're looking through the uh, the the liner notes of ten, and you're like Pepper Shaker, Fire Extinguisher. What the right, hell? right. Like, <laughs> how do you play those? Like, what are those? What, right. What songs are those on? What's going on? <laughs> exactly is there anything else about this song that you wanted to to get out there that you want to fan out about or um trying to think i just fan out i don't know it's just it's just nice to fan out with another pearl jam fan and my my wife puts up with me talking about (laughs) pearl jam as much as i do and and she likes them and we've uh what i consider our first date was a pearl jam show so um that you know we we have a long history and a special history with them so um which has been great it's just a great song and i hear i hear an optimism in the song uh positivity of sorts um that just it just puts me in you know a great headspace when when i need it It isn't necessarily my go-to 
yeah, pump me up Pearl Jam song, but maybe it should be because of the way that it makes me feel when I, when I hear it. And I'm glad I'm able to sit here and talk about it with you, having finally heard it live instead of it still being out there as this uh, white whale that it eludes me. So, so something happened this year where the stars all aligned and, you know, made it great. Yeah, well, that's, that's awesome. It happened for you, man. Yeah. <laughs> now, if I could just get crown of thorns, if I could just get crown of thorns, uh, then and then I'll get I'll get crown of thorns someday, and then I could just keep working my way down the list of other songs. It'll be something else. There'll always be another one that I want to hear live. And are you uh, are you going to get those uh, Green River uh, reissues when they come out on vinyl? Um, you know, I I saw that they announced those. Yeah, they'll they'll go on the wish list for sure. I don't know if I'll pick them up like the day they they come out or anything. Um, some stuff like that. I tend to think, well, eventually, you know, the price might drop a little bit. Yeah. If you know, and then I I'll, I'll pick them up a little bit more on the cheap. But I mean, again, uh, I'm a completist, so yeah, eventually <laughs> they'll they'll make it in there. <laughs> so. For sure. When you've uh, when you've been getting the uh, the vinyl, have you been getting them first run or like when they came out, or did you wait a little bit and? Yeah, well, for the most part, their first runs, uh, like a ten versus Vitology, Yield, No Code, um, the one that that eluded me, uh, Binaural, I. Uh, it was in college. It was like, oh, I need to go pick that up on vinyl or, you know, shopping, buying it from Pearl Jam online wasn't as much of a thing in 2000, you know? Yeah. And so it was just one of those that eluded me. And then there were so few copies, it was just gone. So I'm, I'm happy to finally have that, uh, that they reissued that to finally have a binaural. Um, I have original right act avocado. Everything else is pretty much original. I have the, the couple box sets, um for 10 and then the versus vitology one i'll eventually uh pick mm-hmm. up the yield and no code uh reissues at some point just to, to have both versions i did definitely pick up the um new version of avocado though since it they kind of remixed and remastered that one i want to be able to hear the difference can you can you like hear a difference? In yeah, I can. It's definitely it's def you can definitely tell it's mixed different. You know, you have what like twelve ish. Did those come out last fall or this summer? Uh, yeah, so, yeah, something, something so, like that. Yeah. yeah, you have you know ten, eleven, twelve years of listening to those songs a certain way that you I could definitely hear the difference. Um, I think Mike Mike's lead guitar in some songs is not quite as. Um, in front of the other stuff, it's brought down a little bit, which some, th- some things I'm like, okay, that may be fine. And other things like, no, nah, I want to hear Mike, <laughs> uh, more, but yeah, there's, there's some songs that have more of a difference than others. Um, I think I probably still prefer the original mix. Maybe that's cause just cause what I'm used to, or was used to hearing for all those years. But on the other yeah. hand, I prefer the remixed version of 10 over the original version of 10. Oh, so. Yeah. Um, that I, I think to me, that's the more definitive version, um, which isn't, you know, always the case when you're used to hearing it one way. 
I, th- yeah. I thought that was pretty great that they did that. Yeah, I, I, I've been debating with myself. Was like I, you know, started hearing it's like, oh, it's a different mix. It's a different mix. It sounds different. And it's like, oh, really? It's like, oh, does that mean I have to get it? Oh, yeah, geez. Oh, it's like, oh, I have a bunch of, the, I have all the others, <laughs> right? Too, right. So, yeah, yeah. That again to me, I, I like. I want to hear. I want to hear the difference. I want to, you know, see why maybe why they they did this and i mean it was they had been pretty vocal for years about not loving the mix of 10 so um that was one but when i saw that they were uh really releasing avocado and you know new remixed remaster i'm like oh i don't recall them saying anything about not liking that but um so that was pretty pretty surprising that they did that um to me i think that's that's an underrated album too i think i mean they're all great, but it has some particularly great songs on it as well. So never going to uh, turn down hearing, hearing any of those songs again, or any Pearl Jam song again, really. All right. Well, uh, thanks for thanks for coming on and geeking out with me. And You're welcome. Th- yeah, thanks for having me on. Thanks for doing this podcast. I can't wait. Since I've heard all the previous episodes, I can't <laughs> wait to hear the, the ones that come after this oh yeah your checks in the mail <laughs> do you do you have anything to promote i guess is the standard thing you're supposed to say on podcast oh yeah podcast no i don't i don't i don't i have nothing to promote no social i have an idea or... from i have my uh no i have my own idea for a podcast that um i i'm thinking about but i want to you know i don't want to give away my idea I have a feeling it's probably already someone's doing it with a podcast. I haven't found it yet, though. So maybe sometime you can have me on again to talk about another Pearl Jam song. Everybody just go listen to more Pearl Jam. That's what I have to say. That's what I have to promote. Yeah. <laughs> like they need my help promoting their music, right? <laughs> yeah, if you're listening to this, you probably have already listened to all the, exactly. all the Pearl Jam stuff. Yeah. This will just inspire you to give it another listen. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks a lot for coming on. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. The Better Band Podcast is produced by ListenUpReno.com and Brandon Palomo and published using a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 4.0 license. Please visit creativecommons.org or email listenupreno at gmail.com for more details. All music played is owned by the respective publishers and copyright holders and is reproduced for review purposes only under fair use. You can subscribe to the Better Band Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or from shoutengine.com slash thebetterbandpodcast using your favorite podcast app. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at ListenUpReno. I am on Twitter at BrandENP. If you'd like to be a guest in a future episode or have anything you'd like to say about the songs in these episodes, send your emails to betterbandpod at gmail.com and I'll read them on the season finale episode. Again, I'd like to thank my guest Dave, and as always, this is Brandon saying, Rich people aren't happy. From the day they're born to the day they die, they think they're happy, but trust me, they ain't. <laughs>